When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Futurefile, your weekly tech podcast exploring all the technology changing the way we live, work and play. I'm your host, Jeff Parsons, with me is Shivali Best, and joining us this week is James Andrews, who is the money editor at Mirror Online. This week we are going to be discussing Bitcoin. Yes, Bitcoin, digital currency, cryptocurrency, it is all the rage. Uh, it's going up, it's going down. We're going to try and dig into a little bit about what it is. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. Um, we're going to try and cover it for you a little bit, get into some of the um, technology behind it, whether or not it's something you should be looking to invest in, or just to kind of demystify it a little bit. So with that, I think I'll bounce over to Shivali first, who can just give us a bit of a primer on uh, some of the background. So Shivali. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Bitcoin was the first digital currency ever created um, in 2009, Um, although that's not to say that it wasn't the first attempt. Um, So in the 90s, several people tried to make cryptocurrencies. Um, There was Flues, Beans, um, Digicash, to name some of them, Um, but all of these failed, and that was mostly because they were controlled by companies. Um, But in early 2009, uh, a man under the name of Satoshi Nakamoto introduced Bitcoin, which he described as a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. Um, And unlike previous attempts, Bitcoin was decentralized. um, And that means there was no servers and no controlling authority. And we should probably say as well, Satoshi is a pseudonym, isn't it? Yes, so we, we don't actually know. We don't know who, who it, Satoshi is. It is. It was a it was a white paper, wasn't it? That yeah. Was published. It could be a group. It could be one person. Right. Right. Yeah. My theory Very is Trump. Your theory is Trump. Yeah. I really hope it's not. That's, yeah. that's giving Trump a lot more credit, maybe than maybe we should. Yeah. <laughs> He's the president. But yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So instead of using servers, um, Bitcoin operates through a blockchain. Um, so James, do you mind talking us through what a blockchain is? Um, yeah, I think the, the key to the whole, there are lots of cryptocurrencies. Um, I think blockchain is the, the key to the whole, what is a real cryptocurrency and what isn't. I mean, lots of people claim Ripple, which is the biggest gain last year, isn't a real cryptocurrency because it's not really run properly through blockchain. Blockchain is basically a way of sharing data. It's something where you can have an awful lot of people can be given access to uh, the data, but they can't actually change it. So it's, well not copied certainly it can be distributed but not copied fundamentally it's a way of keeping track and so once you've got a situation where you have thousands of computers across the world all working off the same sheet of data all unable to basically constantly verify it constantly work it out it means that you can't take it out you can't knock it over because it's on thousands of computers constantly being updated checked and that's almost like a central bank of Bitcoin. So rather than having a big pot of gold. So no one's controlling it all. Everyone can see what's going on. Yeah, it's completely open. So you can constantly check that your Bitcoin is a real Bitcoin, that no one else has found that Bitcoin. And if you want to sell it, people can check again. That is definitely correct. And so that lets you, lets anyone really with access to the blockchain, check currencies and update 
list, basically. It's fundamentally it's a list yeah. of who's got the Bitcoin. It's, it's sort of the core principle of it, isn't it? It's the, yeah. it's the, the, the technology, the platform on which it, all cryptocurrencies <laughs> are kind of built. Is that uh, right? Yeah, not just cryptos. Um, you can use blockchain for many things. Um, some of the actual coins are more about using space. So, like, you can store stuff in the cloud and you pay for access in the way that you can pay Google or Amazon or um, Dropbox for access. There's something called, I think it's here, which is a blockchain version of this, so that you go on the blockchain and use that distributed list for who's got the space and who's working that way. You can do it with lots of things other than money, but Bitcoin is the most famous right. of the things that use blockchain. Right. It can be used for many things. Right. Wow. Okay. Cool. <laughs> does that make now, sense? That does, that, that does make sense in a, in a in a difficult to conceive it's sort of way. It's hard to actually picture it's it really because it is all just digital. It's, um, in my head, it's, it's like a Google Doc where you've got like 10,000 people editing it so everyone can see it <laughs> instantly, but you can't. But nobody controls it. No one controls it, yeah. Right. It is, it is quite tricky to get your head around, um, but it's a, it's a pretty amazing piece of technology. Um, I have to say now, guys, have either of you got any Bitcoin? I do not, know. I, James. I I started writing about it about five years ago when it first got to. It started approaching the price of gold, and everyone was like, "This is this is a digital thing that is now worth money." Yeah. And that's when it. And we started writing about it, and everyone was looking, going, "Oh, I'm going to buy one. I'm going to buy one." I was looking, going, it's about, about eight hundred dollars. <laughs> that's a lot." And so I didn't. And obviously, that was in retrospect silly. Yeah. Jeff, you've bought some. Have I you? have bought some Bitcoin, sort of. <laughs> Which I think lends me the most credibility in this room. How many because Satoshis I am have you had? Satoshis, right. exactly. Oh, <laughs> a Satoshi. So a, a fraction of a Bitcoin is called a Satoshi. So I am the proud owner of, I believe it's around 0.001867 Satoshi, some of that. So that fraction of a Bitcoin. What that equates to is uh, last year, last December, I thought it's all picking up. I mean, everyone is everyone's starting to get on board. Why not pick a sum up for myself? So I splashed out the grand total of 25 quid uh, and bought myself some Bitcoin. Hey, big spender. Hey, oh. big spender. <laughs> so if you'd done that in 2009... I would be... I, if I'd done that in 2009, I'd be driving the Lambo to work. I'd uh, be holidaying in the Bahamas. You might not be working, to be fair. I probably wouldn't be working, actually. So that, that was my plan. Like, why not? I'll get some Bitcoin. A couple of years from now, I'll be living the life. Did not turn out that way, guys. Aww. It's halved in price. Yeah. Almost immediately, I was at a loss. So, um, maybe it's your fault. <laughs> maybe as soon as I jumped on it, they went, right, okay, if the journalists are getting in on it now, it's, it's really time that this is all going to... Have we been through the hype cycle? I don't You've think seen so. the chart. I, I, um, but I, the, the way I bought it is through... I mean, I'll, I'll paint the picture for the listeners. The way I bought it is through an app. Um, and the app is called uh, Coinbase. Um, and you sort of sign up. You um, verify your identity and you are given a a wallet uh, and an account on the blockchain and you can choose to buy Bitcoin or some of the other cryptocurrencies that are available. And it sort of tracks in real time so I can see just visually how my money is draining out of my account, which is really quite depressing. depressing. but yeah, it was a, it was an experiment. Um, I'm currently sitting at I think I think last time I checked, I was my my initial twenty five pound investment has gone down to about thirteen quid or something like that. Um, so I, I don't think I'll be picking up a Ferrari off the back of my Bitcoin sales anytime get, soon. Get, get a picture of one. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, did you see the? Uh, there was a lovely stuff about Fifty Cent, who um, TMZ just... reminded him that TMZ, TMZ. Mm-hmm. Um, he, as a gimmick, about five years, six years ago, decided that you could buy his album with Bitcoin. Got about seven hundred bitcoins from people buying his album from Bitcoin. Completely forgot this happened, and then someone at TMZ realised and worked out it was worth about eight million now. Oh my god! So his reaction was. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I mean, what a fluke! What a fluke! Amazing. I mean, there you go. Getting on board early, though. That's, that's yeah. the way to do it. Although I'm, I'm intrigued to know whether he'll have his password because almost everyone I know who got involved early, mm-hmm. like who heard about it when they were at uni or saw something and went, "Hey, this looks like fun. Let's mine some," um, has since forgotten their passwords. Well, did you hear about the guy who stored his on a hard drive and then put it in the landfill and it's now worth millions and he's uh, asking them to dig up the landfill? Yeah, a, it's like gold hunting, isn't it? Yeah. You just get out it's like metal detector. buried treasure. Literally. Literally well, buried <laughs> treasure. Buried digital treasure. Buried digital treasure. Nice. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it is being portrayed now as one of the biggest investment opportunities, but it does fluctuate massively. Why does that happen, James? Um, yes, James. Right. Why does it happen? <laughs> yeah, I should be talking about money, not tech, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so the, one of the other reasons I didn't buy Bitcoin um, when I first came across it, which was about four years after everyone else, but about four years ago now. So um, it's impossible to value. Uh, Bitcoin's new, blockchain's new. It's potentially really, really, really useful. But there's no... when you When you look at a company stock, you can say... Uh, Vodafone's got a load of products coming out this year it's got some new service plans it's really really profitable mm. so if I buy Vodafone I can see that more people are buying phones um, they're going big in Africa as Africa goes straight to right. mobile mm-hmm. and skips landline I think Vodafone will be worth more money in a year's time or in a week's time and then you get updates from Vodafone saying hi our trading's doing this right. and this is where our money's going and they have a problem they have a profit warning you can basically analyse it and look at I think Vodafone will be worth more money next year Bitcoin is no way of doing that. Of course, because you're right. So if you're if a traditional investment, you would invest in a company that is producing something that is beneficial yeah. to society and people are paying for that, and in which case they can pay you out dividends and their stock increases or goes down if they have a bad year. So it's a real um, physical, in a manner of speaking, investment in part of society. This is purely digital. There's nothing... Yeah. To, 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 to the only thing to kind of as far as I see it to push it up and down is the demand for it yeah. so it's just speculation yeah and there's, that, that is the big thing is it's um, I think someone called it the world's first faith based currency um, <laughs> <laughs> someone else called it the perfect speculative material because there's no way of doing it and obviously in theory you could get to a point that if the entire world's using it because you can only ever have we should probably say this now um, when it was set up, it was designed that there could only ever be 21 million bitcoins found. Right. Um, yeah. And that's worth saying. It's baked into the whole design, uh, which means if everyone was using it, they'd need to be worth an astonishing amount each because they'd have to cover it. If yeah. you want to move 100 million pounds in bitcoin, then you need to have bitcoins being worth 100 million pounds. Yeah. And considering people keep losing them in landfills in Wales <laughs> it probably would yeah. if that the 100 million was only a small percentage of the Bitcoin total so you could actually shift it but but yeah so um, in theory it could go up massively but equally um, it could it's it's got nothing behind it it's got nothing backing it and that's that's why it's risky you can't value it so originally the 21 million was owned by no one no it was um, I, or Satoshi I like to think of it as a so, thinking back to school, you can quadratic equations have two answers. You get like 
that's always been the way. If you look to say so you set up a question, and the question has two answers. As I understand it, Satoshi set up a question, a very, very hard maths question, which had 21 million answers. Right. So in order to be a proper Bitcoin, you had to answer the question and find a correct answer to that question that someone else hadn't already found. Ah, and that's okay. how I understand the maths. Um, right. I'm sure people will be writing and emailing in and tweeting it and, and telling saying me that's, that's not how that's it works. <laughs> but as I understand it, that's how it works. Is they, so you set up a question and there are 21 million possible answers, but all you're doing is setting up the question and the limits on it. And so no one owned it. They didn't exist. They had to be found. Right. So um, if you buy Bitcoin now, who are you buying them from? Um, um, someone who mined it originally. So. Right. Mining's, uh, mining is basically you're using very powerful computers to answer the question that Satoshi sat, set. And once you find an answer, you check on the blockchain to make sure no one's already found that one. If no one has, you get given the ownership of that Bitcoin, that answer. And am I right in saying that the, the answers get progressively harder and therefore need more computing power to to get to that answer so you, in order yeah. to mining now is not the same mining bitcoin now is not the same as mining bitcoin a few years ago because people have got on it more bitcoins of the finite amount have been mined or created so you need more and more so you see these sort of these farms of processors if yeah, mining bitcoin to, to strip the maths down very basically if you're doing multiples of three and your question is i want multiples of three that are less than 10 billion and those are the answers I'll take mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to find the first ones because right. <laughs> 3, yeah. 6, 12 yeah, well, yeah. When, when you're getting into up here so, sorry I just did a hand gesture which is useless in a podcast um, <laughs> for the <laughs> listeners James just raised his hand in the air okay <laughs> when you get to the really high ends um, not only are you trying to find a multiple of 3 in the in the billions you're also trying to find a multiple of 3 in the billions that no one else has found yet yeah. and that gets harder and harder they worked it out that um, a single transaction on the blockchain at the moment uses the same electricity as a house for a month. Oh my God. Right. In fact, so more, more electricity was <laughs> so spent mining Bitcoin hard. last year. So last year, more electricity was spent mining Bitcoin than was used in Ireland. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. That's, uh, so yeah, that's Bitcoin cool. takes the same electricity as Ireland. Um, so wow. <laughs> it's because, yeah, you're right, the computer farms, they're trying to find really obscure answers right now. At the start, it was much easier. Yeah. Actually, that, that, that segue Ireland, that segues quite nicely in a way into um, sort of the legalities of Bitcoin. And it's, it's, I mean, we're talking about it in terms of personal investments. You can make a little bit of money out of it. But the other thing is that this is a, a form of currency um, that has no uh, regulation, no um, centralized banking system, that no international monetary fund that can effectively guarantee the investment. So what it does is it strips out the ability for, say, uh, another financial crisis to happen because people aren't uh, getting into debt over things they don't have, but also it allows direct payment. You can so you can have it's peer to peer, yeah. isn't it? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean you could actually print out your Bitcoin and sell it to a bloke in a pub. That's the thing that you can do. Can you? Yeah, if oh. you if oh. you've got an actual Bitcoin, I think you've got um, because you have a fraction of a Bitcoin rather than a whole Bitcoin. You don't. I so don't. I can't. Oh, that's your plan you, for you, evening. You, I can't go down you, to the pub you, and try you, and flog somebody. You, you might be able my, to fractional bitcoin you might be able to but once you start going fractional you're not talking about blockchain you're talking about someone who owns bitcoins on the blockchain press splintering their bitcoins into smaller bits because it's the, the bitcoin is the discrete unit right so i und as i understand it and i am very happy to be corrected here an actual bitcoin i know this for a fact because one of my readers did, one of my writers did this can be printed out and kept on a piece of paper really? which you can then go to a pub and flog someone wow 
Good to know. That's yeah. what I'll be doing after we finish <laughs> recording. Um, but I've seen, I mean, we've seen that some countries have started imposing regulations to try and clamp down on these this, this trading, which happens over uh, exchanges, which are kind of digital marketplaces, I suppose, where Bitcoins can be um, bought and sold. Um, and the reason that the, the, these governments, uh, China, Vietnam, uh, South Korea most recently, are trying to get a handle on it is because it's it's decentralized. There's no way of, of controlling or taxing or have any, having anything to do with there it. Is tax. Is there tax? There's tax on Bitcoin. Um, the, the joy of it is, so if you sell a Bitcoin at a profit in the UK, that counts exactly the same as if you'd bought a share, it had gone up in value and you sold that share, or a house that you weren't living in, or a classic car, or any of these things. Okay. It counts as a capital gain tax. If you mine Bitcoin, that counts as a trade, which means you it's just like a job. You get normal income tax and the national insurance get charged on it. Wow. People aren't doing it because who, it's really quite hard to track it. Yeah, who, who it's charges It's when it gets you? turned into real money and it hits your bank account. Oh, Not real money, right, traditional okay. money. <laughs> so you can't, you can't control the blockchain and what happens on the blockchain. Yeah. But if you want to turn that into something that's not blockchain, the second that happens, it's... It's just currency in your bank account, which you've made from either investing or from mining, and that counts so as either a job or as a capital gain. Right. So where do you, where do you think the financial institutions stand on the um, on on Bitcoin? Because I, I I've seen that first that you know rubbishing it from some the ba- some the Bank of England's camps. interested, um, but they're interested in the technology rather than the currencies themselves. The Bank of England's going, this is really interesting way of doing things, looking at blockchain, looking at how you can distribute work, how you can distribute space, what you can do on it. Yeah. Um, and they're saying, how can we make this work in other financial institutions? Could you do it for legal documents, for example, if you are trying to buy a house or get divorced or whatever else, you could have all the lawyers looking exactly the same document at the same yeah. time they can all check it and make sure everything's right on it and do that constantly it's, it's got huge potential um, the currency side of things I think they're just looking at and waiting to see what happens Yeah. and when it gets turned into real money they're like okay we can tax that, that's an income or that's so the key point is that the tech underlying it is is important and useful and this is a huge breakthrough but the currency is uh, it's well, the problem just I, people specifically, speculating. I have a specific problem with Bitcoin. Bitcoin was the first, and it was revolutionary. It's also the worst. Well, maybe not the worst, <laughs> but it's a very bad version of cryptocurrency because it's the it's like having an Apple One computer. It's amazing that it's got this this uh, visual interface, and that's definitely the future. And it's yeah something you can have at home, but you wouldn't buy one now if you're going to do anything other than collect it because there are much better computers. Bitcoin's forked four or five times. Litecoin, which did really quite well Okay, hold on, year. back up, back up. Yeah. Forked. Oh. Um, Let's explain that a little bit. Do you want to talk about Oh, forked? no, I don't want... Um, <laughs> I, as far as I know, the, forking is when is when um, a currency is born out of the, bl- the blockchain process. So if blockchain yeah. is the platform, Bitcoin is one of the, the currencies existing on that platform, and... A fresh set of developers or a fresh team take the blockchain technology, which is available to everybody, it's, it's open source, and use that to create a new currency, an offshoot, a fork, uh, whereby all the previous transactions are still maintained, but it well, it forks. It's like a road; it goes off in a different direction, and continue, and then therefore carry, trades separately to the original cryptocurrency. Yes, is that right? Uh, as far as I understand it. Um, 
the, the <laughs> so so bitcoins because of the way the blockchain is built um, you can only add one megabyte of data to it every 10 minutes so obviously if people are trading a lot that makes it really really slow it's also we've been through this incredibly energy consumptive yes, yes. so it's yeah. slow to trade it's energy consumptive and there can only ever be 21 million of them mm-hmm. So what they did, Litecoin was one of the first. Litecoin split off from Bitcoin. It took all the people who had Bitcoins and the Bitcoin set up and said, we're going to do it and fix some of the speed problems. And Bitcoin Cash, again, split yeah. off last year and saying, yeah. look, this is too slow. It's not usable to trade day to day. So we're going to create something that's like four times faster or five times faster. Uh, Bitcoin Gold split off um, after Bitcoin Cash, in which Bitcoin Gold was, I think, designed as more of an investment coin rather than a trading coin. And Bitcoin still exists, but the thing about the Bitcoin is that, like I said, it's the it's the original model. It's the first one. It's the Model T. It's the Apple One. So there are an awful lot of coins that have taken the idea of blockchain and tried mm. to fix problems that they found with Bitcoin, which is why Bitcoin, I don't think, right. is this a little long-term solution. Because Bitcoin yeah. has sort of become like yeah. the short form, hasn't it, the, for cryptocurrency? Yeah. Yeah. It's what we use yeah. to just say, oh, Bitcoin, people yeah. know what you're talking about. There's so about. many yeah. now, though. You hear about Ripple and Ethereum, and you mentioned a few of the other ones there. How yeah. do people know which one, if they do want to invest? <laughs> um, so if you bought Ethereum at the start of last year and Bitcoin at the start of last year, um, the Bitcoin went from about nine hundred dollars to top out at about eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars. So it increased by a factor of twenty. Mm-hmm. Ethereum crushed that. It went from like six dollars to a close to a thousand. It was really? up like thousands of percent, and it wasn't the only big gainer. I think uh, Ripple went up something insane, like thirty thousand percent. It was went from like a fraction of a penny to about three dollars, but because it was so low that yeah. it was. And so it's, I always think that without knowing, there's lots of theories as to why they pick up. Lots of theories, but lots of good coins don't get, don't pick up. Average coins do pick up. I think do some research, do some reading, find out why, what makes that coin different to the others. Mm -hmm. And I would argue pick something that's relatively cheap now, throw 25 quid, quid in each of them, and you can get hundreds of some of the coins for that amount of money. And just see what happens. I mean, you can. Hmm. Most people would argue put most of your money in the big ones. So, um, Ether and uh, Bitcoin and Ripple are the three biggest by market capitalization. That means how much they're worth if you add them all up. Okay. And then say, so those are the three big ones. So, those ones are going to be the where most people's money are. But they'd also hmm. say, take 100 quid, take 20 quid, and throw it at a bunch of small ones. I mean, I. The things like. Um, Put it down James, it would have been so much more helpful <laughs> to me if we'd recorded this podcast <laughs> in December. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you say that, but if you pour, um, December last year would have been more interesting. Um, yeah, I suppose because it was yeah. it was up and down uh, yeah. December, wasn't it? I had a quick look before I came it was up, out. Mostly, Byte, Verge, and Seacoin are all have got capitalizations over a billion, which means there's some money in them, and have all got really cheap purchase prices. Right. So I don't know whether they're going to go up lots or not. But I said if you if you looked at what Ripple did. Maybe it's always going to be a risk, though, isn't it? The technical, t- <laughs> <laughs> right? So the, the, there's, 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 there's actually right. So one of the big f- fun things on um, cryptocurrency Twitter, which isn't actually a type of Twitter, it's just watching people argue with each other. It's very fun. <laughs> um, is you've got a very big split between the guys with computer science degrees who understand the tech mm-hmm. and see this a magical tech thing, and the guys who come from the investing side, so the money. The, the economists and the people on that side 
because all the big guys on the tech side are kind of going, this is new, this is amazing, this is nothing can stop this, this is brilliant. I think it's like John McAfee would said something like, Bitcoin can't crash, it's in the Oh, maths. John McAfee, don't. Well, no, I know he's a mental, but he's he is. mental, <laughs> don't. Let's not take him as but, the barometer but, of like the, the tech. The, the idea that it couldn't <laughs> crash was built into the idea of like, low, because it's all just open source and you can't crash. And of course, then it crashed. Because what we're doing is people are buying things with money and that behaves to a whole different set of rules. And it doesn't matter what the thing you're buying with money is. It's a thing that you buy with money. And we've been doing that for several thousand years now. And, but yeah, so the, the technical term is um, it's a greater fool asset. Because logically, if you look at a price of something and you can't value it because there's no income coming from it and there's no product being produced at the end of the day, it's um, you pay the price that the market thinks is right now. So the best intelligence of the entire market says it's worth this. And so when you buy it at that price, what you need is you need someone else with equally zero information because there's no underlying information to buy it for more. So they will say you're looking for a greater fall, which is the idea of... Right. So it's it's not the only thing that's like that. A stamp, you could say, is exactly the same thing. A, a classic car, a piece of art. Yeah. A, a, fine burgundy wine yeah. <laughs> there are many many things that fall into this class but it does mean that you're guessing Yeah, the so, value is what someone is willing to pay for it yeah which is true of all things but some things are useful in in like so a house you can rent out for a certain amount of money so you know that this house can produce this much income and can be sold for this much and the value of the house might change but the income yeah. is at least solid mm -hmm. Yeah, with the bitcoin it's it offers any crypto. They offer things that other stuff can't do. So privacy, or in the case of seared space or ether, is a way of distributing other things. It's it offers something. The question is, what is that worth to someone? How much is someone prepared to pay for that? And that's just it's speculative. It's yeah. the technical term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're speculating rather than investing. Right. Well, I anyway, can sorry, say from no. It's really interesting. It's really interesting to hear you sort of talk about it. And I can say from personal experience, so far my Bitcoin adventure has not been profitable. <laughs> uh, do you, will you will you be will either of you be jumping on the bandwagon anytime soon? I might do what you said and invest in some of the smaller ones, like yeah. not much money, like twenty five quid or something, but just to see what happens. Just to see what it happens. Is, it is a, bit, a bit of skin in the game. Yeah. 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 A bit of skin I write about game. it enough, so yeah. maybe I should get involved. Well, yeah, my um, my favourite story in the whole crypto thing is when, back in 2013-ish, when Bitcoin first started hitting the news, you had Doggycoin. And Doggycoin was a, a, a joke currency based around the meme of, like, the doggy looking up. And the coin actually has a picture of the meme dog from, like, the from like four or five years ago yeah. on it. And it was done, basically, as a joke to make a point. And if you speak to the owner of it now, its market capitalization was well over a billion recently. Oh my God. And he's just looking at going, this was literally this was a joke. A joke. <laughs> <laughs> and so he says he's got a team of developers who are like maintaining it. But he says there's been no updates to the software for two years. There's been no... Yeah. This was literally done as a joke. And he says he, he hasn't made any money out of it because he, he did it as a joke. So he just didn't hold any or mm. mine many. Um, and he says when it's when my coin is worth 1.5 billion, it's not any more, it's worth about 800 million now. But um, wow. when my coin is worth this, there's a problem going on here with people who don't understand. Yeah, it just what shows how many people in. are jumping on the bandwagon, isn't yeah. it? So they yeah. see price go up, they buy, and it's like you need to think about. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Didn't, <laughs> didn't work out so well for this me. The problem is people like you, Jack. Exactly. <laughs> so possibly the solution too, though. Well, yeah. that's right, guys. So I make the mistakes, so you don't have to. Um, <laughs> That's probably a kind of a good spot to maybe wrap it up on a on a crazy meme uh, <laughs> coin. 
We've just discussed an awful lot about it. We've tried to kind of peel back some of the layers. Um, it's been really interesting. I think we could carry on talking about this for quite a while um, because there's so much there, so much information about the technology, the, the financial side of it as, as well. Uh, you know, maybe we will re- revisit this in, in a future podcast. I don't know. Um, if you have any suggestions for future podcasts, if there's anything you want to hear us chat about, um, put our expertise to, <laughs> just give us a suggestion. You can find us on uh, Twitter. Uh, we're obviously covering everything here at, at the mirror online so we're at mirror.co.uk slash tech uh, it's just sort of left for me to say thanks very much to uh, james for joining us thank you for having me no problem it's great thanks again shivali for thank you for stepping in great so thanks a lot for listening and we will talk to you again soon <laughs>